You must remember this. <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They're here. Here's Johnny. <laughs> you know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Steven here. Um, like I said on the last episode, Jason is on an extended leave, so we have some people filling in for him for the rest of the month. And uh, everybody, welcome back. Dustin Perez. Hey, what's up? Thank you, Dustin, for being here. Uh, guys, you guys voted on a zombie movie this week, and you picked Return of the Living Dead. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of happy that this one won because it's been on the polls every year, and it's lost every year. Um, and then finally, this year, it was closest between this and Return of the Living or Night of the Living Dead. And, uh, yeah, uh, really happy that we're going to get it to do this one. It's really zany, really fun. But uh, let's start at the beginning like we always do and talk about the first time we saw this movie. First time I saw it. Uh, actually, you showed me it yeah. uh, at one of our friends' house. Um, but previously before that, I had seen the second one uh-huh. a bunch of times. when I was Really? Yeah. So so uh, my cousins used to uh, tape a bunch of like horror movies on like, VHSs. Yeah, I think we talked about that the last, last and, Halloween. And I, uh, I remember being like, dang, something's familiar. When I was watching it, I was like, oh, something's really familiar about it. Especially like these two, two, like, the yeah, two main the guys. Yeah, the two main guys are in there. And then, uh, yeah, I found out, like, oh, it's essentially they reuse them again in the second yeah, one. Yeah, which is strange. It's a, kind of like an Evil Dead 1 and 2 scenario, yeah, yeah. Um, which is weird because, uh, like, this movie was moderately successful and I don't know why they would, like, go back and just try to rehash what they did before. Yeah, I remember showing it to you guys and you guys being kind of, like, iffy about it or whatever. But by the time the cold open happened and the, and the music started, you guys were like, all right, I'm, I'm like, into this. Yeah, definitely it has a really rememberable opening for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, this was so very similar to you. Um, I remember being really young, like... Shouldn't have been up that late. Shouldn't have been watching movies. But we had cable and I was flipping through it. And uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 was on. And um, it stars... I think her name's Amelia... Not Amelia Clark. That's the trick from fucking Game of Thrones. Something... Melinda Clark. Melinda Clark. She... Um, some people might know her as Marissa's mom on the OC. But she's like way younger. And she's riding with this dude on a motorcycle. Like I just flipped through the channel and I saw it. Um, she's riding on a motorcycle. Actually, I think this is even before, like, in cable, because you know now with, like, DirecTV and everything else, like, it'll tell you the title of the movie and kind of like a synopsis when you change the channel. Yeah. Well, this is before that, so I didn't even know what it, what it was. So she's, like, riding on a motorcycle with some dude, and then he takes her to the fucking factory, have, has her breathe that stuff in, and then she gets, like, she's slowly turning a zombie the way that uh, uh, Frank and, and uh, Freddy are, and... Uh, she starts like mutilating her body because it helps her like not want to eat people or whatever. Hmm. And then I remember seeing that and then later on finding out what the movie was because I saw like the cover at the video store or something. Uh-huh. So this was, I was like, I don't know, like 11, 12. And uh, yeah, years later when I was in high school, I met a, a close friend of mine 
and he introduced me to like so many different horror things. Like I always watch horror movies, but he would show me like like this movie, like kind of lesser known stuff. Yeah. And uh, he let me borrow his DVD. I actually think I still have his DVD because I have like three copies of this movie. Oh really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember the night we watched it. You left it at our friend's. Yeah, house yeah. And you like guys, years. you guys had it for a long time, and you brought it back here. <laughs> and then I had another DVD, and then I recently bought it on Blu-ray, the Blu-ray release. So, yeah, I remember he let me borrow. He's like, oh, because uh, I was a huge Night of the Living Dead fan. That's, like, probably one of my – it's my favorite zombie movie ever. He let me borrow it, and I watched it, and immediately I was just like, the, the 80s aesthetic that's here, the music. There's something about 80s horror movies that just just really, really, like, hit for me, and I and I love I love them. So I remember watching this movie and then watching it over and over again, and then me and him would, like, try to, like – make our own little zombie movies because of all the cool stuff that was coming out then. Sick. And, uh, yeah, I, I just enjoyed showing it to you guys and to other people who enjoy uh, movies and horror movies and stuff because it's a really fun... It is fun. ...really fun movie yeah. to, uh, to watch for the for the first time, for sure, because you're oh, just like, sure. what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, but if you've yeah. never seen it before, definitely just stop listening right now. Yeah, and, and, and watch the movie yeah, first. Um uh, it's on Pluto. If you have a MGM subscription, which I don't know who the fuck would have that, oh, yeah. uh, it's on. It's on there. Oh, it's actually on a premium subscription for Amazon Prime. But uh, yeah, and then also Dustin said he found it on Tubi, which is a great fucking uh, site or app or whatever. Uh, they yeah, have a lot of good. Like they have a lot of good stuff on there. It's just commercials. Two, commercials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It's like, who um, but yeah, that's uh, the first times we saw this movie, and uh, it's great. And I've seen it so many times since. Um, before we jump into the cast, little things uh, behind the scenes. So, the writer of the book, Return of the Living Dead, him and George A. Romero were uh, kind of like partners, and they kind of parted ways after Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the writer, he kept the rights to anything with Living Dead in it. That's why with George A. Romero's next films, it's just Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Day of the Dead, and I always wondered that, like, why why didn't it continue to be of the Living Dead? Yeah, um, but it's because the uh, the writer had um, had the rights to that to that property. Uh, also, uh, this movie was directed by Dan O'Bannon, and it made it was a four million dollar budget, and it made a little over fourteen million dollars. So it was his first like really big studio movie. They actually brought him in to. Uh, to rewrite the script to just you know give it some polishing and uh they offered him a director's job because originally toby hooper of uh texas chainsaw massacre and poltergeist fame he was supposed to direct this movie but then he went on to direct something else um which is interesting too because i want i want to say something about that so uh they offered to dan o'bannon which i think is great uh but he he was like i'll take the job but i want to drastically rewrite the script to make it more modern, turn it away from like George A. Romero type stuff. Yeah, because um, they're two very different tones, like oh, tonally yeah, and everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he wrote, he rewrote the script, and watching this movie, and we'll talk about it later. There's so many different parts on paper. This script, if you read it, I would think, "Fuck, this is the most terrifying movie ever." Because <laughs> on paper, like what's happening and the way that it's like. Uh, like how they're uh, 
going into rigor mortis and then the zombies oh, yeah. the zombies talk and they they're giving you their intentions as they're trying to eat you and they're, trying to convince you to eat let them eat you and shit <laughs> like on paper i would be reading this and be like this is fucking horrifying <laughs> um but dan o'bannon's sensibilities of you know pock uh punk rock and like you know just this 80s generation to yeah. do all this crazy zany stuff in it um it works but Considering Toby Hooper's like to- tonally in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and Poltergeist is way more serious. Yeah. If he would have directed the script that Dan O'Bannon wrote, I think it would have been played less campy for sure. Oh yeah, I think it, you like we definitely would have had probably like a really good horror movie from him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this like the campiness adds something. It's a it's a very like like very charming of how how it is you know like it it just adds to the 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 ride you go with all the characters because mm-hmm. this is like one of those movies i think we've discussed it before where like things just keep progressively getting worse, worse and, and worse, worse and yeah, worse. worse and that's that's how you do a good story i yeah. mean you have to raise the bar every 5 to 10 minutes like just things have to continuously go worse and people just have to every problem that gets solved something else has to happen yeah. um otherwise the story is not really engaging it's not entertaining you know good shit though yeah no it's 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 really really fun um so like i said totally this is a lot different from george a romero's stuff and um george a romero because there were zombie movies before not the living dead mm-hmm. but they were more based around um uh, like witchcraft and voodoo and stuff like that, where you could command somebody that's in a trance. Yeah. Um, and these are all be prior to 1968. Um, and then George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead comes out, and that movie has so many firsts in it. Yeah. Um, this is the first time that zombies are dead people coming back from the uh, from the grave and eating human flesh yeah um and then also uh i believe it's one of the one of the first movies to ever have a black lead in it as well and just the like the tension in the room in that movie through like all the all the racial stuff and everything like that there's one black guy surrounded by a bunch of white people and he's kind of like taking charge and everything like that yeah um and the where they are it seems like they're in the south somewhere um, I can't remember exactly where they are, but uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of firsts there, and it broke a lot of ground. It was like one of the most successful independent movies of all time oh, okay. for a while, and then um, this movie has a lot of a lot of firsts as well. So like everybody thinks, especially people like us, we watch The Simpsons, like um, the whole brains thing. Like oh, it's just common knowledge zombies like to eat brains and stuff yeah, like that which is kind that, of a weird thing to think because like a lot of other zombie movies i don't really really call them like oh no they they, yeah, they right? really they really don't yeah. so like in the simpsons when they're like brains brains and everything like that that comes from this movie it, it was the first time it was the first time that um that's all they wanted was just people's brains and that's yes. dude it's it's um it's just really cool and then also like uh we had Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead after that. Day of the Dead actually came out one month before this movie came out as oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they came out the same year. Um, but uh, just like I said, uh, the zombies run in this yeah. and they talk. And granted, Day of the Dead, that's when George A. Romero started going into, 
I think the bud is the zombie in that one that they're trying to teach to to speak. Oh, but the zombies true. speak in this one. They yeah. run in this one. Pretty clever. The bra- yeah, they're pretty smart. Yeah. They they um. I mean, given given like in the uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. They're kind of clever in there too, you know. They're like they're yeah, like, picking up rocks to break things. Yeah, uh, and in some scenes they're like kind of fast, but most of the scenes are like pretty slow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they but they are they are clever. It's it's a different, to, it's totally completely different. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I said, just a lot of firsts in there, um, and that's where I think these two movies uh, kind of go hand in hand, uh, apart from just the zombies, you know. Yeah. Uh, bigger picture. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the cast really quick before we jump into the actual movie. So, only a couple people that I really want to shout out. I mean, the movie stars Tom Matthews as Freddy, James Karen as Frank, uh, Clue Gulager as Bert, um, Don Kalfa as Ernie, and then uh, Leanna Quigley, Trash. She's also in that other movie I showed you, Night of the Demons, that's uh, directed by Dan O'Bannon as well. And there's a bunch of other people in here. Oh, um, uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr., who plays Spider. Yeah. Um, he would go on to be Juana Man. Uh, but yeah, James Karen, he's in a bunch of shit. He plays uh, Frank. So, like I said, he's in the second in the second uh, Return of the Living Dead, which is like I said, super weird. Uh, it's got a small part in Hercules in New York with fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's in the pursuit of happiness. He's the guy that gives uh, that gives Will Smith his like final job in there. I remember that. Oh. Um, just a bunch of shit over the years. Congo, App Pupil. Congo. Uh, yeah, you remember Congo? I remember they used to give out toys for that. Uh, for for that, someone with the apes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they, they gave had... out toys like at fucking McDonald's yeah. or something. Yeah, I swear. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, he's been in a lot of shit. And then also, uh, Clue Gallagher. He was a very uh, prolific actor in like the 50s and 60s. He's like in a lot of like uh, <clears throat> a lot of different uh, Western stuff. He was in a show called Tall Men. Um, he's in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge. So he's a horror movie veteran. He's in a movie that we did, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Uh, tape heads with John Cusack, a uh, bunch of different stuff. But yeah, just wanted to give them shout outs because they are in a bunch of stuff. Everybody else in this movie really hasn't done much of anything. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we could jump into the movies right, right off the bat. What do you got? Um, who's your favorite character? I think you have that one. Mm. Oh, Ernie for sure. I I didn't even think I, Ernie. I should have. I just. Wasn't thinking of him, but that's a for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Ernie's the best. Um, I I really like Bert for no apparent reason, but I especially like like when like Bert and Spider are together. Like at yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they just keep on telling you, "Fuck you, man! Yeah. Fuck you!" <laughs> I love the as they're like driving away, and then he just throws a real quick "Fuck you!" Just just <laughs> driving. Um, yeah. So should we start at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go through for it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it starts off with this bullshit opening, like, <laughs> I, like just kind of like, oh, like this is based off true events kind of deal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, you see that in horror movies. I don't know if this is the first one. I don't think so. No, um, probably not. Uh, I think they did it in in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Too, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they do. I think. Um, but then it opens up with like, oh, you need a medical supply, which is just like funny little 
little play on words, you know? Yeah. Um, and these fucking, the punks come in to play. Yeah. Oh, well, first, I think you see all the, like, uh, uh, Frank and Freddy's sort of, like. Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're, they're, they're meeting. He's giving them the lowdown. Um, yeah, there's, I, I did like at the, at the beginning, because uh, it, it originally starts in the warehouse, and he's talking to Freddy. Yeah. And there's a cool little, because Dan O'Bannon, for this being his first big movie, he does a lot of interesting things with the camera. And, like, as he's showing him around the aisles, it's just, like, a one for a long time. Oh, yeah. So it's just, tra- it's just tracking them back and forth. And I was like, oh, for a first-time director, like, lighting all that and doing it as well as, as it's done, staging and everything, yeah. the blocking and stuff. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, they do actually a lot of, like, creative stuff with yeah, the yeah, yeah. in this. And, like, one of them is, like, the opening titles with, like, the body. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the camera slowly, like, backs away from uh-huh, it or, uh-huh. like... Uh, when Tarman finally comes out, like they do, like the dolly zoom. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then so yeah, we get that little little thing. Um, I love when uh, fucking Frank is just like, like, oh, do you want to see them? Yeah, see what the bodies. The whole the, okay, so yeah, so they go through the little lesson, and then um, he's telling them all about. Uh, where they get the skeletons from, and then fucking uh, shows them the cadaver, and then uh, right away we know that we're gonna run into that cadaver. It's gonna be a problem eventually. Like the audience, the audience knows it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because like Night of the Living Dead is a movie in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's based off of events that happen. Yeah, because so. I, li- I, li- I like that that he is. The whole, the, and the way they write it into there too yeah. is that like uh, you know that's based on true events is like oh he told them if they told the real story they just sue his ass off so he <laughs> changed it all around ends up being like some like marijuana spray or something yeah like that. something like, like that oh yeah that was something else that I read that um, the number and the name of the company was a uh, like parody of a the Dow chemical company that helped create Agent Orange to spray oh, like in, in Vietnam and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just forgot about that. But uh, yeah, in between those two scenes where he's teaching them and then they're sitting in the office and he tells them the story, mm-hmm. we meet the punks. Yeah, and, a nice variation of them. Yeah, there's like different levels. Of and them. and I think and it's funny too because I think back to like junior high, you had kids that were like kind of punks, and then you had kids that were like really crusty punks and yeah. it was it was kind of like that yeah i felt yeah, very accurate because you'd have like the dudes that like went way overboard yeah and... ones that were just like punk adjacent yeah yeah um but yeah we meet we meet them i love as they're all walking just the continuous dialogue it seems <laughs> like it's just rolling down a hill like the way that they're walking across the street you like sex with death yeah so fuck off and die <laughs> Uh, All they did was want a party. Yeah, they wanted to produce party. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, yeah, so we meet the punks, and then it's like uh, uh, Frank and Freddy, and then they go down to the basement. Yeah, they right? go down to the basement. Just yeah, because this is all still the cold yeah, open. This, yeah. yeah, the title hasn't even come up. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. And then oh, you get that nice line. Everybody's just like, "Oh, these things leak, leak? Hell no! <laughs> these things are made by the U.S. Corps." Uh, U.S. Corps of Engineers, and he fucking slaps the barrel, and, and then immediately, fucking, yeah, just, yeah I, I love that. That part's really funny, and then they immediately pass out, and then I the the way because that's 
tar man in there that comes out like he melts and he comes out of oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that like there's still flesh on his face and everything. It mm-hmm. looks decayed or whatever, but as the air leaves it, that's when the body really starts rotting yeah. and like it just melts away. And then we get the the title reveal, and then Double all song. the all the smoke. The song is oh, fucking Cynthia. is classic. Um, yeah, it's it's really really fun. And then uh, um, I had so this thing that I was thinking of, and it just kind of like dawned on me today. Yeah, which is uh, I was like, oh, why didn't like Tarman eat them? Like why when like he had got can't got out of the barrel because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like he's gone right yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, because they're fucking dead. They're like, they were instantly dead. Like, once it started leaking, they were in the process of being dead already. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I think maybe he, I don't know. I can't tell you why he didn't eat them, but I, I, that's one thing that I pay attention to this. Um, actually, no, you're actually right. You're right. Because they're dead and the process begins immediately because after that they start feeling sick they get the fucked headache then their organs start cramping up and then their body starts cramping up because of the rigor mortis and everything like that so that actually makes a lot of sense um what i forgot to mention is when they go down there uh they do this in a lot of horror movies they set up the uh the faulty stair like the step oh, that yeah. the step that's gonna Watch you, you know is yeah. gonna break later on. Yeah. Um that's just something that horror movies do that I always that I always like. Um so after they pass out and after the long it's a it's a pretty long credits roll. Like it goes on for a long time. We get it the, does. get the whole song. We're introduced to the Colonel, I believe. Oh yeah, hold on, I wrote down his name. Colonel Horace Glover. <laughs> Horace Glover, <laughs> nice. Uh, I I love that 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 bit reminds me of a kind of a tales from the crypt like there's it fits in this movie for sure uh-huh. but the way that the those conversation the conversation he has with his wife like damn it I don't know if we're ever gonna find it like I don't know it reminds me of like a tales from the crypt scene or something no I yeah no totally uh, I actually forgot this part had happened like yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, oh, weird. I don't remember this. And I was like, wait, what is he talking about? Oh, he's talking about the missing canisters? Yeah, yeah, Oh, interesting. Like, So, like, that's his life, and he's been waiting to find, like, Yeah, trying to find forever. this canister. And you would think that as long as they've been missing, um, as long as they've been missing, his wife would stop asking every day. Wow. <laughs> when they're going to find them, you know? Yeah, it's, he seemed like, like they just lost them. That's the kind of, like... Like recently. Yeah, like, like months recent, ago. Yeah. Um, uh, then, I think we get introduced back to the, the punks again. They're, like, driving. Yeah, they're, 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 driving, they're driving. They're talking about how they they got to wait for Freddy uh, until he gets off work. What a, what a square working. <laughs> yeah. What a, working for the man. <laughs> um, fucking when Suicide tries to strangle that dude from the driver's seat, like, yeah, all the yeah. way back. Uh, I also wrote here, Trash's hair just looks like a fucking helmet. <laughs> yeah, so after we see them and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, blah, blah. They go to the, the cemetery. I love that Suicide just keeps a fucking big-ass hammer in his trunk. Oh, um, you know, I, I didn't notice the hammer. Yeah, because the the cemetery's uh, got a chain on it, so he fucking breaks it open. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a giant ass fucking sledgehammer in there. Well, like a small one, but it's fucking hmm. weird that that didn't show up again. That's true. Yeah, yeah. 
Usually anytime some weapon or anything that could be used as a weapon shows up in a movie early on, it's going to come back. And yeah. it doesn't. But who knows? Maybe there was scenes cut out or something like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, so they go in there. They talk about waiting for Freddy. And then after that, we go back to uh, Frank and, and Freddy. They're waking up. They feel sick. They're like, bah, bah, bah. like, dude, uh, Frank goes all out the, every time he's like throwing up. Like, yeah, that that actor was like, oh, like this is my moment kind of deal. Yeah, like, he yeah, was like yeah. really putting into that performance. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, very probably very realistic of like like being like a like a very kind of like complainy person, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of that. It's, it's pretty rough to keep like hearing him just screaming over and over no, again. It, no, it is. It is, but I think it plays like... That's why... Because there, there's plenty in this movie that is really campy and really crazy. Uh-huh. But I think Freddy and Frank... Because after they come out of here, they start hearing all the noises. And they see the... Uh, 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 like right away when they see the half dog and they realize what it is, uh-huh. they start fucking freaking the fuck out and the terror that's like in their voice and how they're screaming like to me i'm like that that's and then they know that they breathe that shit in like it's they're scared as fuck and then and then right after that they start hearing the banging of the cadaver and they're just like oh fuck dude (laughs) fuck uh yeah i like i I love the uh stupid asshole you better watch your mouth boy if you like this job like this (laughs) job it's like, yeah, dude, how the fuck would you care? There's dead people coming back to life now. Um, yeah. I like that they have to, like, go into the office to, like, get, like, a moment. Like, all right, hold on. We need to think. Let's, get, like, let's, <laughs> gather, let's gather ourselves here. What are we going to do? We'll call the boss. Fucking Bert. Yeah. Calls Bert. And uh, I love Frank on the phone. Super, co- super calm. Bert. Oh, yeah. Frank here. <laughs> we got a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's where we are here. Oh yeah, the, the I I honestly think that there's so much here that could be like if so many things weren't taking you out of like the horror of it, like just the weird campy funny stuff. Yeah. Like there's so many things in here that are gener- like generally terrifying. Oh yeah. Like for sure. the half dog would creep me the fuck out. The cadaver waking up and banging on there, and just the way that it's screaming, like, and we don't know this yet, but that it's in constant pain because it needs to eat yeah. brains and yeah. stuff. But like, it's it's just it's scary, man. Yeah, I just I just think yeah, the the fact that they could talk in this movie is also super duper terrifying to me. Um, but yeah, uh, they call Bert over, and Bert's like. Uh, He's unsure of what they're talking about. He hasn't seen what they've seen or whatever. And then they have to open they have to open the door to see if the cadaver's alive. And dude, it comes out and immediately It fucking charges. Dude, yeah. yeah like that it, shit is yeah. If you're not expecting it, that shit like makes you jump. Cause. Yeah, yeah. Cause dude, it's it just fucking sprints out the fucking door and knocks over what Freddie or, or he, Frank. He runs straight. No, because he he tells uh Freddie opens the door. Freddie opens the door, yeah. and he he tells uh, to Frank, he says, "Oh, you brain it with the axe." And yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. A funny yeah. Terror. Like <laughs> you brain it with the axe, and uh, Frank's sitting there, and he bolts past. Uh, he 
bolts past Frank. Or I think he knocks Frank down and he, straight to Bert. Yeah, yeah. And then I think and he the, and, that, and that's why and that's why they decide to open it because they're like, oh, what are we going to do about it? And uh, fucking. Uh, they start talking about Night of the Living Dead, and they're like, oh, they destroyed the brain in that movie, so let's do that. Yeah. And then when they let the cadaver out, uh, they get it on the floor, hit it in the head with the pickaxe, and they have the terrifying realization that that's not going to do it. Yeah, it's um, like flailing and shit. It's flailing. It's not stopping. It's still talking. Freddy's freaking the fuck out. They're all scream- they're screaming. Him writing him, like, having yellow skin, too, was like... Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those details... That you're like, oh, yeah, this is very unsettling. Yeah, it's not just like a normal zombie; it's a fucking cadaver. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, like chemically processed. Yeah, it's like and all shit. these embalming processes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's um, like, so the thing's pinned to the floor, and then Bert's like, "All right, well, let's take off the fucking head completely." And the scream that it's giving while it's getting cut, and then like it does this crazy distortion oh, when yeah. it hits the vocal cords. That shit's nuts to me, and I'm just like, dang, this movie, I love it the way that it is, don't get me wrong, but there's so much potential here for it to be fucking really scary. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure if you handed it to, like, a certain director. I was always wondering, like, how they, they obviously had to stop them in the first place. I wonder how they stopped them. No, first. see, that's that's an interesting question, and I thought, I thought that, too. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I mean... Because you can't burn them. You can, you can't burn them. They had to figure a way to do. I don't know. Let's, it's 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 strange. But they just squish. But them, then they end up them. getting getting these these uh, bodies and putting them in these barrels. Yeah. And they don't seem to be animated in there. So some chem- maybe it was like a like the chemical that brought them back to life. They they came up with something that oh we'll stiff, stick them in these barrels and and fucking. Uh, fill it with this chemical to to make them not be animated just anymore. Vinegar. I just pickled them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. Um, I think around this time... We, I think we flash back to the punks. To the punks. Yeah. And, like, Suicide's having that, like, moment. Yeah, where like, he's like, what do you think? This is a fucking costume. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's getting dark, and Trash takes their clothes off and starts dancing. And then that song, too, is just... All the music in this movie is really interesting. It's all, like... They do it a lot in, in sitcoms, especially back in the 90s, where it's, like, they, they're using, uh, like, the Muzak version of artists that like aren't super popular like they could have used like some famous song but it's like some very like unknown band doing kind of a song that sounds like it should be like a famous song (laughs) but it's not um and yeah i I think it's really really funny uh yeah we flash back to, to them for a while and then i think uh I can't remember. Uh, Tina is getting kind of restless, and she's talking about going to going to find Freddy, um, because at this time they're uh, they're trying to decide. Well, they after that they decided to go see Ernie because uh, he has the mortuary the oh, mortuary Frank, Frank the the, uh, the the cremation the cremate yeah he has a cremation uh, machine the embalming th- at the embalming place. Um, and then they start taking the body over there. They don't show it, but they cut it all up and they put it in bags. And then uh, Tina sees them walking. It's like, oh, I think that was Freddy. It's like, oh, yeah, but why would he be going to a fucking mortuary or, or yeah, a mausoleum which is or whatever? Weird. Yeah, why would he be going to a mortuary? Like, yeah. Um, so <laughs> then she le- she leaves and goes over to the to the building. Um, 
to go see them. And then that's when we're introduced to Ernie. Ernie, my favorite character, you know, he's he's doing his job. He's fucking working on the body and bombing it. And uh, he's got his headphones on. I love that he just has, like, a fucking gun on him at all times. I So I don't know if this is going to ruin it for you, but there's, like, a lot of implications, I guess, that he's like a, Nazi? a former Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? The, the, the gun, the music that he's listened to, like, stuff that he says in there is, like, in German. Yeah. Like, I even think they, they say it somewhere. Like, it's, like, the, the director or the writer actually yeah. said something about it. But... Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Former Nazi, eh? Speaks pretty good English. He's a real nice guy. He's a real nice guy. And then he also burns bodies, too. Hmm. <laughs> Make you rethink, like, <laughs> oh, shit. He's kind of, he's kind of pretty chill with killing people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're introduced to Ernie. Uh, Bert comes in, and he... Uh, I, lo- I love the the... Because we don't know it yet. We, as an audience, we still don't know it. But looking back on it, um, when he's, it's all exposition so that we know when the paramedics come, what's what's happening to Frank and Freddie. Mm-hmm. He's telling them about uh, how rigor mortis starts in the brain, works into the organs, and then the blood starts pulling, and then it, it tightens up. So you have to, like, break it out oh, by, yeah. mo- by moving it. So that's that expository dialogue is there and it's it works because you know Bert doesn't know any of this stuff and but it's going to play later when they're like well how did that chemical make you feel and then he explains literally that whole sequence of of how his body felt yeah so knowing there's like oh dude yeah you're fucking you're you're dead yeah you're dead um <laughs> but uh yeah so that happens they bring in the the fucking moving pieces I love. What did he tell him? He's like, oh, it's a bunch of rabid weasels. Rabid weasels? And he just, like, sells it to him. He's just like, all right. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, we can't do that. Let's take him out back and shoot him. And then Come on, guys. Yeah. I, I, he's very frivolous with this fucking, <laughs> with this bullets because he doesn't know how many fucking weasels are in there. Come on, guys. This is um, insane. And then Burn them. Uh, Bert just is like, hey, man, you got to keep a secret. And fucking pulls out this yellow ass arm. Yeah, grabs him. Yeah, and it grabs him and it like rips at his leg and uh tears his like pants. His pants, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the time he's like convincing him, like or he's like telling him all the story, right? Like what's going on. But and I, I love like as he's like like before he answers anything, he like grabs a pair of scissors and mm-hmm. cuts off that sleeve of his leg. Yeah, it's very methodical in, in the things that he's he's doing at that like him, him and Bert seem the most level-headed of everybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there, for sure. Maybe because they've both, they both uh, they fought each other in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's 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 great. And then I they they put the the pieces of the body into the furnace or whatever the fuck it's called, um, the crematorium, and uh, they light it on fire. Fucking all of them think that they're out of the woods. They're just like, oh, great. There's actually a part right here. Something where, else? Where Frank, he's like, when he's watching them throw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, he says like, he's like, oh, he's like, I can operate that thing. Yeah, he's like, like that. some big favor. Yeah, he like foreshadows later when he's like puts himself in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. It's like, oh, the oven. Yeah, the oven. Um, Yeah, so the smoke comes out. It goes in the air. Oh, I, I kind of just made that connection right now. It's. Kind of fucked up, like a 
cremation kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, and the Nazis. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was. That's oh, what I, I was. That's, I, what, I, that's, I, what, I, that's I what I was. Just, saying, that's I what I was saying it. earlier. Yeah. I was like, he does burn burn bodies mm. for a living. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the smoke goes goes out the chimney stack. They think they're out of the woods. It goes into the clouds. Starts raining. Immediately, the punks know something's wrong because they say that it's like acid rain. Trash is butt ass naked, and she's like trying to figure figure shit out. And um, that shot's fucking cool. Which shot? The like evaporation shot, or like oh the the smoke coming out of out of the smokestack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is cool. So they're they're standing there in like on like a mausoleum or something. And then they start hearing all these moans and groans or whatever, and then uh, they fuck the skeleton pops up, and we get that song. Do you wanna party? <laughs> they freak out. They bolt. Meanwhile, Tina made it back to uh, the warehouse, and she's looking for Freddie, and decides to go in the basement for some reason. I don't know. Maybe she heard something down there or something. But she goes down there, and then we're uh, introduced to Tarman, and just looks super duper cool. Uh, I think this is the first time where we're like, we hear him like, oh, where we are like, oh, they want brains because he's like brains, brains. Oh, yeah. She locks herself in the in the fucking uh, little cabinet thing. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. Their intelligence here is he wraps a chain around it and uses a crank to rip the doors open. Yeah. Um, and right as he's about to do that, the punks come in. They hear Tina screaming. They go down there. Suicide's like, what the fuck? Pulls down the shade, and then we see Tarman, and he fucking, dude, just takes a big-ass chunk out of his head. Chomp on the dome. Yeah. Uh, Suicide goes down. And that's another thing. Apart from trash, this these zombies don't appear to be infectious. Like, Suicide never gets up. Uh, I can't remember the Mohawk guy's name. He never gets up. Uh, Uh, Scuzz. Scuzz? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he never gets up. Uh, The only one that gets up is, is trash. Interesting. Yeah. And then on top of that, her head's fully intact. Like, they didn't eat it or anything. Yeah. And it's also, like, mutated into this other horrendous yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all the zombies just look like dead people, but she looks like a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, which is which is strange. So, they all book it out of there. Um, I love that the skeleton that comes out of the ground has fucking eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking cool. Like those are the last <laughs> things to go. Um, yeah, they they book it out of the warehouse. They're going back up to the um, mortuary. Hmm. Uh, they get split. The girl and the guy r- have to run back because they get split up by zombies. Yeah, they have to run back to the warehouse. Trash gets left alone, uh-huh. and Tina goes with Spider and uh, Scuzz to the what you call it to the mortuary i love uh they're in there they're trying to figure out what to do or they think that they're good and then they start hearing this banging or whatever on the door and then er- ernie goes out there to fucking to go see them and then when he opens the door it's like who are you what do you want are you uh, are you on bcp and they're like no man nobody's on any drugs just fucking let us in um i love when the paramedics go out there and like they're like start trying to start up the truck, mm-hmm. and the lights the turn lights on, turn on, and they're all fucking standing in front of the truck. They're like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, like Jerry, and then fucking that fool gets killed too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh yeah, that's that's why. So after they after they burn the body, 
they call the paramedics. They're like, oh, dude, we have to call because these guys are in so much pain. And then that scene's really cool, too, where they're they're taking their vital signs, um, no pulse, eyes aren't dilated, their blood pressure is at zero, and then they take their – the thermometer goes off. and like, what do you got? 70. What, we, what about you? 70. 70? What's that? 70 degrees. What is that? Room temperature. It's like, oh, you don't – like, you're just an object in the room. Yeah. And then they're telling us, like, uh, what does that mean? It's like, well, technically it means you're dead, but it's like, what? We're dead? It's like, yeah, but dead people don't talk and move around, so we don't know what it means, like, or whatever, because they would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's happening? Um, so they go out to the ambulance, and then that's when they they both get attacked. Uh, and then, yeah, that's when Scuzz and, and Spider and Tina show up. They let them in and they explain because at this point, Ernie has seen some crazy ass shit. He's seen uh, the chopped up body. Yeah. Uh, he's seen what's happened to Frank and and uh, Freddie. Yeah. But he hasn't expressed like real terror when when Scuzz and the rest of the gang come inside and they explain what's happening outside. That's when you start to see him like really freaking out. And then he goes up to Bert and he's like, dude, things are getting out of hand. I think we should fucking, I think we should probably call the police or whatever. And they do that, but, oh no, the phones are dead, so they can't call anybody, um, which is why they have to go back to the warehouse later on. Um, But yeah, it's, they they have to start boarding up the whole building and the zombies are trying to get in and we get another really kooky song. Um, Wait, right before that, uh, Ernie... Like, right after that, Ernie goes to see, like, where the paramedics are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he gets chased by that half-zombie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes and he sees him eating his head and his brains are all over the floor and shit. Uh, Yeah, so that's that's when he starts fucking really freaking out. Yeah. Um, Thank you for for bringing that up. Because, yeah, he's, he's like, he comes back inside and he can, like, barely talk. Um, So we we get the whole scenes of them. We find out that the phones don't work. Uh, the two other punks, they make it to, I can't remember their names either. They make it to the warehouse, mm-hmm. uh, trying to use the phone. One breaks in the office. They have, lock it in there, and they're kind of just stuck there. They're sitting ducks. Um, I love uh, when he's he's like, you think they'll save us? He's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, me neither. But you think they will? And she just <laughs> like, looks at him. She's like, you know, I never liked you. <laughs> Hold me, please. <laughs> But uh, when they're later on, they start the zombies start breaking through the mausoleum, and then that's when Scuzz bites it, and that's when they pull in the fucking half redhead zombie. And oh, then yeah. again, this scene on paper to me in my head, like, oh yeah, that shit's fucking terrifying. Yeah. They have this half corpse; it's like practically a skeleton, and it's it's rotting. The conversation, like Ernie wants to figure out what what it wants, what is going on. And the skeleton explains to them. You can hear me. Yes. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. hurts to be dead. I can feel myself 
rot. Eating brains. How does that make you feel? It makes the pain go away. I'm in so much pain. It hurts to be dead. And that's it makes sense because, like, dude, if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night with a terrible, terrible cramp, imagine that happening to your brain, to your organs, and your entire body. And the only thing that alleviates it is eating fucking brain matter, pretty much. I wonder who the first zombie was to figure that out. To eat brains? Yeah, like, it might be a, just like a in, instinctual thing that they're just like... I, I need to bite something and they oh, bit a like, bunch they bit a bunch of things because that does like happen baby in suckles or whatever. Yeah, that that does happen in the third one because uh she's with her boyfriend and when he brings her back to life, um she's just like she's normal for a minute and then she starts getting hungry and she's like, dude, I'm I can fucking eat and, and he gives her all this shit and she's eating it and she's like, No, no, I don't want this, I don't want this and then she starts looking at people and then she like she just like wants to eat it, you know. So she attacks. She starts attacking people. So that's probably how that went down too. It's got the super munchies. Yeah, yeah, super munchies. Um, so yeah, that that scene is really cool, and I love Spider freaking out. Make a shut up, man. Make a shut up, and then he fucking slaps him. I mean, oh yeah, he slaps the shit dude, out. Dude, yeah, he fucking slaps him like three or four times, dude. It's crazy. It's it's funny because he's like the most uh, Spider's like the most compassionate towards his friends. You know, he's oh like, yeah, oh, no, doesn't want to leave sure. anyone yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah. He's where he like sees this homie get his fucking head bitten open. And yeah, it's like tripping out, dude. I love I love when Scuzz gets his head bitten open, dude. The blood sprays oh, everything, yeah. and they're like. It, it's all over the wall when they pull him away <laughs> from it. It's fucking crazy. Um, after that happens and they realize what's going on, uh, or, or after they get that information from the, the zombie on the table, uh, yeah, she starts screaming for brains, and then that's when fucking Spider freaks out. But Tina's like, like, uh, what happened to you? Like, you breathed that chemical, and then he explains to her, and he, and he goes through the whole rigor mortis thing. He's like, well, first... I got a really fucked headache, and then my stomach started cramping up, and now my body's cramping up. And then, like, dude, when they – and then when he, like – he's like, really? And, like, because Ernie hears this, and he's like, oh, I know what that sounds like. So he tells them to move him, and then when they start moving him, he's just in so much pain. Oh, yeah. And they lift up the shirt, and you just see the blood pull up, and he's like, oh, dude, that's it's rigor mortis setting in. Like, these guys, these guys are dead, and then they're like – I don't know how much longer they have. We got to put them somewhere else because smart move. They're going to fucking they're going to take it's going to take over them eventually. Man, that unhoused guy, that's just like chilling. <laughs> you know what? Guy. I, no, you know what I what I wrote was horny bum gets what he deserves. He's <laughs> <laughs> chilling. He's like, He's like, "Oh, what like like I'm pretty sure that must have been like, oh, like he sees weird shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, a naked woman, like crazy. And then fucking, all of a sudden she's like on him. Like yeah, there. dude, like and she just has this like giant she teleported. Ass monster head that just fucking chomps like half of his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Uh, moral of the story is don't be horny, kids. Definitely, definitely not a movie to be horny to. Yeah, um, um, I fucking love that part. Send more cops. Oh yeah, yeah. Hilarious. And see that that's the intelligence that they have too. Or no, he asked for paramedics. Send more. I think paramedics. I think they do a 
twice. They do it twice. Yeah. Well, the cops that. do. The cops do show up. Yeah, the two show up, and then and then I think like not that long later, like that whole battalion shows up, and then mm-hmm. they fucking get swarmed. Uh, yeah, it's it's fuck. I love I love how when the the second paramedics come. Like, as soon as those guys come out, like, one gets tackled and the other guy, like, dude, he saw people and he just fucking booked it right away. And then he goes down, like, right afterwards. Um, But, yeah, so they decide to move them into the chapel, lock them in there. Tina doesn't want to leave. And uh, Frank's, like, the screams that that they're belting out as they move them is fucking crazy. Hmm. Um, They introduce the acid again. They're like, oh, we have the acid. Blah, blah. I love that they, yeah, they introduce it and it all, like just instantly plays off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they lock Tina in there. She doesn't want to leave uh, Freddy. And uh, I think at this point, um, Spider and Bert are like, dude, we have to get at it. We have to get to that phone to call somebody. Yeah. So they make the run for it to, um, to go into the car. Instantly get fucking ambushed. Yeah, they're like, they, the, during I can't remember what altercation that uh Ernie hurts his leg so he can't run. So they're like, Oh, we're gonna grab the we're gonna grab the car, come back up to the door and you you guys get in and then we'll leave. You know what? I remember that happening and I couldn't remember why he hurt his leg. He fa- he falls over when something crazy happens. I can't remember at what point though. But yeah, he twists he twists his leg. It might have been because when they they head out in the car when uh Bert and Spider head out in the car. Mm-hmm. They have to fight off the guys in um, in the chapel because that's when I think during that time. Oh yeah, they break they break the windows and shit. Yeah, that's when that's when Frank Frank yeah Frank leaves and he goes to the the incinerary. No, that's that's not that's not yet. Oh okay. Um, uh, it happens before that because the reason the reason um, because they're gonna get the car. And they're gonna drive it up to the door, and the reason uh, Ernie doesn't just go with them is because his legs hurt. They're like, oh, but then when they get in the car, they drive up to the door, but they're swarmed, and then fucking uh, Bert, Bert's like, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of here. They'll, smart, they'll like rip us apart. Myth, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I like how like much like how much Ernie trusts Bert because he's like, oh yeah. no, no, they'll they'll get help. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, help. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, like he left us. He had to. Yeah, yeah. He he knows. Um, so yeah, at this point, dude, Tina's in the chapel. This is be actually before because mm. he lock, she locks, Ernie locks them together in the embalming room together and watches watches them try to leave. But Tina's in the chapel locked in there, and fucking <laughs> Freddie's talking to her, and he's just. You could see it in his face and like the way he's talking, it's it's just turn it's turning and he's yeah. like, I know now the only thing that's gonna stop it <laughs> is live bread. <laughs> Starts chasing her. Um, they hear her, they run back in, throw the acid in his face, it burns him. They lock him back in there, but he just fucking breaks his way out of there. Oh yeah, I think I think that's where Ernie twists his ankle oh, okay. when that happens. And then they all go back into the embalming room and decide that they have to leave. So after uh, Bert and Spider make it to the warehouse, they go in to call to call the cops. They call the barricade, and then they hear them fucking. They hear them all getting eaten. Yeah, they get fucking ambushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's a lot of cops too. And what's crazy about it is like you can unload bullets on these things, and nothing's gonna slow them. Oh down. yeah, I think this was like uh, was it one of the 
one of the first movies where it's like, oh, the like you can't do anything to fucking. Yeah, no, right? you can't do anything. Um, that that scene and it's cool because it's in it's like in the rain. All the cops have yellow like jumpers. On yeah, them yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then fucking yeah, they just get fucking rushed on. But uh, yeah, you see fucking trash come. She all stars her demon head. <laughs> yeah, those are demon head. There's a there's a part though in there where like. A cop is is getting attacked by a zombie, and then another cop tries to pull it off, but he pulls the zombie's head. Oh, <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that, dude. It, and it's like pretty seamless yeah. too. It's 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 really good. <laughs> I caught that today. I was like, damn, that that because they sh- they sh- they show the actual guy run up to the cop, uh-huh. and then they cut away like really quick, and then it go back again, and then like it just looks like his head comes. Yeah, off Yeah, really I was like, quick. wait, I had to rewind it because I was like, did, did I see that? Did, like, yeah, did, I th- at first thought the zombie pulled the guy's head off. Yeah, and then it just turned out to be the other way around. Um, so. Yeah, so basically, uh, Freddy's trying to make his way out. I think that's when when uh, Frank gets up and and burns himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina and Ernie are locked in the embalming room. Bert and Spider make it to the building. The car blows up. Uh, they get in there with the other two punks, of which I cannot remember their name. They're like, oh, we're going to use a phone in here? No, there's a fucking zombie in here. Horny, oh, there's a- horny punk number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, well, there's another there's another fucking phone in the, in the basement. And it's like, the basement? You know what's in the basement? One of those things. <laughs> And then I love the line, uh, I'm going to knock its block off. Oh, yeah. And he does. Like, fuck yeah, Bert. Get that shit. Yeah, dude. He, uh, they open the door. Fucking dude just launches his head off like, yeah. a, like a T-ball pretty much. It, it's kind of a, but like, like I kind of wish Tarman made another return because it was kind of bummer. Just like he ended really quick. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So they go down there and they call the number on the side of the tank. And they think, oh, yeah, they have some sort of fucking... Uh, like plan to fucking to like get rid of this or whatever so we should be fine and then at that point uh ernie's taking tina up into the attic and then i love i love uh i love that freddie makes it in there and he's talking to her and he's like i love you darling (laughs) like he's trying to i wrote down here uh trying to guilt trip somebody into eating you and that Mexican mothers would definitely be able to eat their children because <laughs> they're the best guilt oh, trippers ever. Um, but yeah, it's just that is ter- is terrifying. Like him just being like, "I love you, darling. I want to eat your brains." And then he starts banging on the ceiling, which I don't know how the fuck he got up there because they knocked the ladder down and he can't see anything. But uh, yeah, that shit's crazy. Uh, we we see the. Uh, after he gets the phone call, the colonel calls the mm-hmm. station, and that one guy who seems very much like he was in the military before, because he's the way he's like acting and he's reading, or he might just be a really good actor. Who knows? Um, they fucking load up the missile and they just <laughs> shoot it, and then uh, Freddie breaks into the attic. I love also that uh, that Ernie's like he's he's holding Tina, but he's also thinking like, "Fuck, I should probably just yeah, shoot her." Just it's gonna be way better, like, than getting your brain eaten, you know? Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I don't uh, yeah. So that he breaks in, and then they're just like they're listening to see what happens, and then the town explodes. There's a fuck. They basically shoot the town with the nuke. I like that they have the little like miniature set, and you see it kind of blow up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. background, then like the aftershock come. It's like, oh, that's cool. 
Um, then they do that weird fucking like pause frame, like right when Freddy gets into the attic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. Pauses and then Every, like, everybody pauses and then it, and then it hits. Yeah, and then uh, then the ending is just like a bunch of Reeves clips. Pretty and much, then, yeah. And then it ends with the. The zombie with the eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> do you want a party? No, I, I do love that um, the colonel talking to... I can't remember. I don't know who he's talking to. He's like, yeah, oh, there's only these many casualties, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, uh, the president will visit Louisville tomorrow to fucking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the rain goes up, and then we see that the same thing's going to happen again. They didn't get rid of the problem or anything. I... Uh they reuse some of those, those shots where it's like the evaporation scene. Yeah, which yeah. Is, uh, super cool because it does like that thing that like they do in The Simpsons where it like kind of cuts into the ground and you kind of see like a, mm-hmm. a layer of dirt yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah, you yeah. get to like a great like a uh, like a coffin uh-huh. and you see like a pair of legs in there. It's like yeah. oh that's that's cool. I like it. It is really cool. Um, it's car- it's cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or you even see like them like crawling out from like uh-huh. the, the gr- like the earth, and I was like oh. Cool. Yeah, it is really it's really cool. So yeah, the the movie ends and then we see just clips of the movie and get the song again and yeah, it's dude, movie fun. so it's such a fun movie. Like we said, hopefully you guys watched it before you listen to this. Um and even if you even if not, definitely check it out. Even though you know what's going to happen, the movie's just it has to be experienced for sure. Hell yeah. Um it's it's a really fun movie. But uh yeah, that's the whole movie. So we pretty much covered everything. Before we end, we got to ask the hard question. I'm a producer. You're a producer. Um, there are several sequels to this movie. We've talked about them already. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you got your hands on this property, are you making a sequel, a prequel, or a remake? I would do a remake. Okay. I'd go for a serious kind of tone for it. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. 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 Kind of like how the 2013 Evil Dead was. Or you know what? Maybe I would like... I like like what Mike Flanagan does. Uh huh. Maybe give it to him. See like what he could do. Like an erotic reimagining. Yeah, he do. I think he would do something interesting because he likes to like be pretty faithful to stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also he might make it kind of dark too. You know. Uh huh. I, I could see. I, I could see that. But yeah, no, a remake. Uh, we're just the producers, so we could call Mike Flanagan and see if he's interested so, in the project. He's not available. All right, we'll get. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> um, so me, I'm gonna go prequel. Actually, I want to see like nineteen late nineteen fifties, early sixties, like uh, w- w- the first the incident first where incident. they where they got him in the barrels, and it's like on an army base or something, and okay, it spills out into the city, but they contain it at the end. Just gonna start off like in a field of weed and they're like spraying yeah something something like that yeah bunch of hippies turning into zombies and then you know uh but yeah i I think that's where i would go with that route um but yeah that's the podcast guys i want to thank you guys for listening again make sure that you like and subscribe to us on spotify if you're not already go to apple podcast and give us a five-star review that helps us out with our numbers and stuff um make sure that you're following us to um, vote in the polls next week we're going to do another movie i'm not sure what the category is yet but you'll know soon enough um that is play it again man underscore pod on instagram and on tiktok tell your friends tell your family if you love movies is a place for you dustin i want to thank you for filling in for jason i'm sure he thanks you for that as well that works and uh yeah for play it again man i'm Steven valdez and we'll see you at the movies next week